0: when we're working from rest instead of for rest, we actually get more. I can attest to this. I get more done in less time than I did eight years ago. Yeah.
1: Welcome to the Hope in Real Life podcast with Jason Gore. Our team is passionate and committed to bringing you more hope in the everyday real areas of your life. If this conversation and content is valuable for you, please do us a favor like, subscribe, and even share. You never know how valuable it could be to share a little bit of hope with someone else. Let's get the conversation started. Well, welcome to this episode of Hope in Real Life, where we have an entire team focused on bringing you hope in the everyday moments of your life. This week, we are talking about resting for maximum impact, and we are here with I got a long list here, uh, one man, <laughs> long list, former NFL player, college All-American wrestler, pastor, author, speaker, uh, and more than any of that, a good brother and a great friend to me, love him to death, Mr. Lance Crump Jr. Lance, welcome to the show.
0: Glad to be here. What's up, guys? How we doing?
1: So, uh, we're talking about resting for maximum impact, and, and you and I were talking uh, before the show, and... Uh, Whether we're talking about a society right now that's overworked or or even if it's not overworked, just overstimulated, because I think that is a difference, we'd have to admit. I mean, stuff is coming after us all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're going to talk about resting for maximum impact. What would make you an expert? Why why do folks need to lean in and listen to what it is that you have to say, what we have to say about this conversation?
0: Yeah. um, I don't know that I would call myself an expert so much as uh, I experienced extreme burnout. Uh, 2015, I hit a wall. Yeah. Uh, my elders actually sent me on a mandated vacation, and during that time away, I really had to reevaluate all of my rhythms. I was overweight. I was over 300 pounds for the first time since I'd been in the NFL, and it was a very different, a different 300 pounds. distribution uh, <laughs> at that time. and uh, And I wasn't sleeping. Uh, I was in my office at 4:30 in the morning, getting home at 7 p.m. and wow. and I thought that that's what it took to get to where we wanted to go. And then I hit a wall because we all, I mean, we're, we're finite and, uh, I hit a wall and things started to come undone and I had to reevaluate everything. And so since then, um, I've just been on a journey of integration and healing and rhythm and understanding my limitations and, and really, uh, learning how to, uh, work from rest rather than work for rest.
1: Yeah, work from rest rather than work for rest. I think yeah. that's something that we're going to come back to yeah. uh, a number of times in this. But let me ask you, this. so, so we have got a listener that, that's tuning in and think right away, okay, yeah, I connect with that. Um, how how do you get past the process of thinking? Because you and I, we're, we're achievers, right? Former college athletes, we want to be the best at what we do. We want to leave an impact. Like my greatest fear is knowing at the end of the day, I left something out on the field. Yeah. So so how do you how does someone get through the process and get to the point where they work through this idea of well, man, if I rest, maybe I'm falling behind, or, or maybe somebody's going to think I'm lazy. Yeah. Well, how do you work through that?
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll start with the illustration. Um, Everybody's familiar with Chick fil A, I think. Right. right. Uh, God's chicken. Yeah, that's right. It's baptized right. in the holy ice cream of sweetness. Did on, you know, do you on. know they wash I, it in ice cream before they fry it? Oh, come on. This is a real thing? No. Yes.
1: They wash uh, their chicken in ice cream? Yes.
0: The vanilla, it's the same base for vanilla ice cream. Uh, and that's why it's addictive.
1: I do not know if they can fully endorse this or not, but you're serious.
0: I'm very serious. You can <laughs> Google it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right.
0: You can Google it.
1: Well, that explains a lot. I thought it was just the pickle
0: juice. Oh, no, no but. Okay. No, it's got All that right. sweet, sweet. But, oh, my goodness. But here's what's fascinating Mama, about I you. got a new recipe. <laughs> you got to dip it. You got to dip it. You got to dip it, then you roll it, then you fry it. Um, but, um, you know, their business model. So we have several, I don't even know how this happened. We've always had several Chick fil A employees uh, part of our community. Okay. And um when You say
1: community you mean uh, renovation, renovation Church Church, Atlanta. Yeah. yep.
0: <clears throat> um and one of the things i and I've gone down the headquarters several times, I've actually met with Dan Cathy. Okay. Um and one of the things that I've always found fascinating is them drawing a line in the sand on not being open on Sunday. Right. And initially the you know, the execs were really pushing back hard against this. We're gonna fall behind. That was the exact word. Hmm. We're gonna fall behind, we're not gonna have market share, you know. The other fast food restaurants are open, and the story goes, the lore goes, that Truett Cathy did two things. They were in a meeting, and he was silent for a long time. And then eventually, he banged on the table, and he said, listen, if we get better, people will demand we get bigger. That was first principle. Hmm. Second principle was, if we stick to our principles, then success will come. Yeah. And right now, if you look at national trends, Chick-fil-A has a larger market share than almost any other fast food industry, any other fast food company in the right. industry. And they're only open six days a week. Right. Well, what's the difference? Uh, when I, I would say I don't want to start a fight.
1: Well, for one, they bathe their chicken in ice cream. Well, that's, that's, one that's for
0: one thing. That's for one thing. I don't want to start a fight here, but I'm going to say it. KFC and Popeyes have a better chicken sandwich than Chick-fil-A.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: They do. I'm sorry. I like spice. I like seasoning.
1: You, we just lost a thousand viewers. Well, you
0: know what? They'll get saved. There's room for everybody at the foot of the cross. But um, but here's the deal. I'll go to Chick-fil-A ten out of ten times. Right. Yeah. Because even if the sandwich tastes better, I don't want it drop kicked through the drive-thru window into my car right. with a bad attitude. Right. Right. So their culture and their processes and the way that they do business has allowed them to take a full day off as a large corporation and still be incredibly profitable, even through the pandemic. Breaking that down, I would say the same thing for any individual, that when we do our best work, when we're working in our gift sets, when we are working efficiently, when we're not wasting time on social media, different podcasts, uh, when we are stewarding our energy well, then we can get more done in less time. And And I'm gonna say it again, when we're working from rest instead of for rest, we actually get more. I can attest to this. I get more done in less time than I did eight years ago.
1: Yeah. So um, you talked about the principles. He said if we stick to our principles. So maybe let's translate that to this topic of, of rest. What, what are some principles that you found success in it, it, when it comes to this topic of rest?
0: Yeah. Number one, a uh, 24-hour Sabbath where I stop creating. And that's what a Sabbath is. And it can take any shape that you want it to. Uh, but kind of the four buckets I put things in, uh, is one, don't make anything, don't create, yeah. right. Um, two, um, uh, because we are Christians or at least I am a Christian, uh, delight in the Lord in some way. You know, what, what is it that brings your heart alive before the Lord? Is it worship? Is it nature? Uh, is it reading? Is it a long walk? Whatever that is, take some time to delight in the Lord, do something that fills your tank, Right. Whatever that is, do something that actually fills up your energy stores um, and then enjoy. And this is the part that we don't do, uh, particularly as Westerners. Enjoy the fruit of your labor. Reflect on the week and the good things that God has allowed you to accomplish. Uh, And and that's one principle that is rooted for me. Uh, I have 24 hours every single week that. I don't make anything, I delight in the Lord, I do things that fill my tanks, Uh, I love film. Um, That's one thing that fills my tank. I love reading autobiographies about great leaders. That's another thing that fills my tank. I like reading Men's Health Magazine because it challenges me to not eat so much Um, (laughs) Chick-fil-A. That new pimento cheese sandwich is a problem. Um, and, And then lastly, I actually sit back with my journal and I reflect on what I was able to accomplish that week. And you look back and you realize when, when you when you do that, you look back over the week and you realize, man, um, I got a lot more done than I even thought I did. Or yeah. for some of us, it'll be kind of a gut check to say, man, I, I had more left in the tank that I didn't give in my allotted time. And next week I'm going to work better, not necessarily harder, but better and smarter.
1: Yeah. So, um, there's this idea of um, that, that you've hit on, like, man, maybe we can just keep producing. Maybe we can just keep keep producing. W- what if? Because because I'm thinking, you said, you know, you said you're a Christian. <laughs> I, I'm Christian. I believe we we're created in the image of God. That's right. God showed some things in the creation of world, but what if? There's What if we were created in the image of God? We were created to need rest, um, and we don't. Yeah. And we don't do it. What are the symptoms? What are the things that, what are the tell signs that we are probably going to see in our own life if we actually don't live our lives the way that we were created that way? Well, the
0: first one is catastrophe. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's where it starts. Uh, let me take a step back. Irritability, cutting corners, mm-hmm. um, cutthroat business. You know, I was in the marketplace as you were mm-hmm. before church. Yeah. Bro. Somebody would slit your throat if they could. (laughs) What does it take to get on top? To get on top. All of that is evidence of um, not living the way we're designed. And then you extrapolate that out further. Um, You start self medicating with alcohol or pornography uh, because that allows you to numb yourself because your energy stores and your adrenaline stores are so depleted. And, And then you drift beyond that into adultery. You know, um, the, the, um, divorce rate and adultery rate among high powered executives is three to four times the national average, yeah. same in the military. Yeah. And, and so we, we see all of the chaotic evidence of, of not living according to our design and versus looking at the Bible and it said, God rested and God didn't need to rest. The The Bible also says he never sleeps and he never slumbers. So, why did God rest on the seventh day? Mm. Well, it was to show us a pattern. It was to show us a way that if the creator of the universe got all his work done in six days and then took a day to reflect on the beauty of it, then surely those of us who are made in his image can do the same because right. we're not holding the universe together. Yeah. You know, last thought um, I'll never forget, uh, and this is not a political statement, but I was always fascinated with President Obama. Finding time to play basketball and go to the gym every week. And whenever I have a, and they're usually younger than me, and they're like, I just don't have time, you know, with work and the kids. I just can't get. I said, Hey, this man ran the country. Right. And, and, <laughs> and, right. you know, whether you agree with his politics or yeah. not, he ran the country and he still managed to get a pickup game in every week yeah. and hit the gym twice a week. If he can do it, then a middle manager at a bank can probably can figure it away. out. Yeah. You know, it, it's just, managing our priorities and our expectations and and actually living along the lines of our design that actually gives us the capacity to do that.
1: I've talked about this before in the podcast, but I'm big into holistic health. uh, For me, the way I approach life as a family, we've just said, I want to make sure I'm doing everything I can do to contribute and as much as I possibly can, as long as I possibly can. That's right. And so what are the things that I need to do? And I don't get them right all the time. But as a part of that, so I see a, a functional medicine doctor. One day I'll, I'll have him on the show. But you go in, quarterly blood work, the whole thing, talk about your life. And what's amazing is what the blood, like the blood just doesn't lie. That's right. Like your blood shows what's going on. And so he can actually look at different markers. And we talk through you, like, what are the four key, what are the primary contributors to what's going on inside of your body? Obviously, diet's one. We're not talking about that on this episode. Exercise is one of those. But sleep Mm -hmm. is, I mean, he he digs in on this sleep. And and you hear, if you really look around around on the internet, it's like a super serum. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, Captain America. Oh, yeah. It's it's like a super serum that, that most people neglect and completely overlook. And I'll tell you. I mean, my conversation with him, because we go through, and I'm honest with him, it doesn't do any good to pay a guy money and then not be honest with what you're doing. I mean, but there's this, a lot
0: of that happening out
1: there, too. There, there is a lot of that happening. <laughs> I told you guys, we're talking pre-production, and everybody in the studio, we're talking about this before the show, and I said, I'm glad we've got somebody on the show that has gone through this and is doing this relatively well. This is not something I do well, because mm. I know the right answer. I handle the diet side well, my, the exercise side. I love it. It's therapeutic for me. But, man, the actual sleep, I just stay up too late or what time that I get up mm-hmm. in the morning, and it tells on me. But I, like, like, at what point do I realize every single marker that you would look at your body and want to see from what it does to your blood, what it does to your health, what it does to your cognition, what it does to your ability to be present and make good decisions in meetings and treat your wife well and treat the people that you work with well, why do we not do it? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, I, I think there are a host of answers to that. And, and the primary one is the invention of the light bulb. Yeah. Um, there yeah. was a great TED talk on YouTube. I can't remember the name, but you can probably find it if you look up sleep. And he talks about how at the point of the invention of the light bulb, and this is his exact words and I love it. He says human beings began to invade the night hmm. and they weren't meant to. Uh, Our circadian rhythm is meant to decelerate into sleep as darkness comes and accelerate into wakenness as light comes. But we have created an artificial capacity for light that doesn't require us to go to sleep anymore. You know, when I was a seminary student, I remember reading about Martin Luther. And uh, and he, you know, he had this crazy quote, right? He's like, you know, I have so much work to do today. I've got to get up and pray for three hours instead of four, you know, and yeah. And uh, Spurgeon, you know, Spurgeon would talk about being up at 4 30 in the morning. I'm like, how in the world are these guys doing this? And it wasn't until a couple of years ago it clicked. Where we're they were going, to, going bed to bed at, six o'clock at, at night. 6 o'clock at night. That's exactly right. Like they had no reason to be up. There there, there was no show to catch up on. There were no reels to watch. There, you know, there, there was nothing to entertain them. There was no light Uh, available to them except a small candle to try and read. Uh, And and so for that reason, when it got dark, they went to bed. Uh, And we violate that with veracity in this culture and then wonder why we're sick, why we're overweight, why we're unhealthy, why we're always tired, why we're always irritable. Well, it's because we're not leveraging this natural gift of sleep. Uh, to replenish and restore our bodies. And that is a big part of this rest conversation is actually, I mean it's become a funny thing at our church by the way, renovation. It's become a a running joke that they said it seems like every other sermon I tell them to go to bed. like Go to bed. Half your problems would be solved (laughs) if you would just go to bed at night. You know, because, and I think you said this before we started recording, it's not that people are overworked or over busy. I hear a lot of that. I'm so overworked. I've got so much going on. So no, you're overstimulated, and and your brain is always on because the first thing you do when you wake up is open your phone to see what's happening on Instagram or TikTok or Twitter or what you know X now, whatever. So I
1: think it's what I'm hearing though here is that we found yet another reason why social media is clearly from the devil. That's what we're saying. Listen, man,
0: I've got a lot of thoughts on social media. (laughs) um, That it's a great tool. It
1: It can be a great tool.
0: I would agree to disagree. Um, <laughs> I, I think it can be that, but uh, again, so can so many things. Right. I yeah. mean that that we have invented, that we have turned into weapons or means of control or dominating, or you know, it it really, it really has put us in a in a detrimental place as a society, in in a lot of ways, uh, mental health and everything. But that's what we do. We wake up, we jump on our phone, we yeah. scroll. We get dressed, we're watching reels while we're brushing our teeth, you know, and then we get in the car and we're texting while we're driving and we get to work and we answer two emails and then we get back online. And our brains are never actually not receiving information. In fact, we receive more information today in 30 minutes than our grandparents did in 30 days. Hmm. And and so we're we're not meant to be omniscient. We're not meant to know everything. Um, and, and that's a part of the weight we feel even when we're on vacation.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of this, the, 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 the picture I'm getting in my head and is this idea of a computer running, Mm -hmm. an operating system can Mm -hmm. only handle so many tabs. It Mm -hmm. can only handle so many programs. It cannot be. And so you can, it can do it, Yep, but it's productivity is going to decrease. And at some point. The thing's gotta reboot.
0: Yep, and it's gonna crash. Yeah. And if you're a Mac person, which you should be, then <laughs> you'll get the spinning wheel of death. Yeah. And it. and that is your sign that you have overtaxed your hard drive. You have overtaxed the capacity of this computer. It took you as far as it can go. And that happens to us. There there's a <clears throat> a great book called The Body Keeps a Score. Yeah. Great book. And um it, it delves into all of the physiological responses. That we have from lack of mental, emotional, and physical wellness, uh, and your body does start to show it, and and it shows up everywhere. Uh, and what do we do? Well, we take coffee to wake up, and we take Nyquil to go to sleep. You know, because
1: or wine or liquor. That's or, exactly yeah.
0: right, um, because our bodies can't function the way that God designed them to function.
1: Yeah. Well, let's do this. If you if you had to give. Um, one or two action steps. Okay, okay, we're all in. Need to find a way to get more rest in our lives. And then I heard you earlier 24 hour Sabbath, one day a week, find an opportunity to disconnect. What else would you stack on that for our listeners? Two simple steps. What would they be?
0: Uh, get a full focus planner, and it will help you to limit um, the amount of things you try to accomplish in a day. Here's the reality.
1: The most high capacity. Uh, Michael Hyatt, we do expect a uh, oh, yeah. kickback here yeah. on this promotion for your full focus planner. Yeah,
0: <laughs> slide us a little something, bro. Um, but I love it because every day it makes you categorize the three things you must get done. Yeah, and then everything else just kind of falls into a task list, and so. For me, it's a bit of a mental game I play with myself, right? Because I get to the end of the day, you know, and I'm like, man, I really wanted to get bang, bang, bang done. And I look at my full focus and I'm like, well, I got my top three done today. You know, what are the three things I need to, the way I frame it, and it'll be different for for everyone, but the way I frame it every day is what are the three things I have to do to move our mission forward? And then everything else is subservient to that. Uh, and you find that so much of what we busy ourselves with, we don't actually have to do. Right. We just do it yeah. because it's become rhythmic and routine for us. So so 24-hour uh, Sabbath, 24 hours, four buckets, okay, four buckets. Uh, reflect on the good work that God has done through you during the week. Stop creating. Don't make anything. And listen, I take this seriously. Um, I don't cook on the Sabbath. So either we have to plan ahead of time, and I'll make a big old pot of gumbo that we can yeah. eat on for a couple of days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, or, or we'll order out, you know. Yeah. Um, so don't create, don't make, don't do anything. Uh, find one activity that helps you delight in the Lord, whatever that is, um, whether it's walking, like I go to, don't make fun of me for this. You're going to make fun
1: of me for this. I, I might make fun <laughs> of you, but you are 70 pounds heavier than me.
0: I, I, I like to walk through... A botanical garden. It it <laughs> brings
1: <laughs> it brings me peace. You see, that's why I don't tell you my. I'm secrets. thankful that that brings you peace. You. I just want a picture. Of, I want to yeah. now. I do want a social media reel of you walking through a botanical that's garden. That's why I don't tell you my <laughs> secrets. And then
0: the last thing is to um said reflect. to do something that fills your tank. That's right. Do something that fills your tank. You know, I love a great movie. I, I love a great movie. I love I love storytelling.
1: Yeah.
0: You know that's something that fills my tank. Date nights with my wife, we go axe throwing. You know, that yeah.
1: To see that's that seems more like you than walking well, through a botanical. You garden. know what?
0: I'm sorry. Okay, I I am a sensitive man, and there is something about daffodils that calms my soul. Okay, right. it just
1: is what it is. That might be another episode in the future. <laughs> we might have to talk about that. <laughs> Whether or not that's even healthy, but we'll take uh, it for now. I trust it is. It's yes, working for you. It's Heads working for me. Um, listen, let, hey, let's wrap this thing up uh, on rest. So all the resources, you mentioned the book, The Body Keeps mm-hmm. Score. Uh, you mentioned the Full Focus Planner. We'll put links to those uh, yeah. down in the show notes. Let me give sure. you a couple more. Yes, please. Uh,
0: the Emotionally Healthy Leader Great. by Pete, Pete Scazzaro yep. is extraordinary. Extraordinary.
1: Love his point about how we get so focused on doing, we lose track of being. That's right. Yeah.
0: That's right. And we forget who we are. Yeah. We get we lost in the sauce. Um, if you just go to those few resources and do that one Sabbath, mm-hmm. your life will change Okay. forever.
1: That's great. That's great. Okay. okay. So here's the thing, Leon. I normally try to throw out one question uh, for all of our guests, just for our listeners, just to kind of see a little bit more into your life. Uh, so the, here, here you go. What are you, Layout Scrum Jr., what are you most hopeful for in your life right now?
0: Um, the future of my son. That is what I'm most hopeful yeah. for. He is, he is the best part of, uh, of both me and my wife. Um, this kid, real quick. Uh, no, seven years old. Seven years old. Nobody taught him or told him to do this. Every single night, he goes into his little sister's room because uh, I have two sets of kids, if you don't know that. My <laughs> oldest two are sixteen and fourteen, my youngest two are eight yeah. and uh six. Same woman. And um <laughs> he goes into her room every night and he reads her the Bible and he prays for her. Wow. Every night. Um That's beautiful. And no one ever told him to do that. So, you know, so that's one and then he's a he's a very competitive athlete. Yeah. Uh and and he's very passionate. About what he loves, and I'm just really enjoying watching him blossom, um, and he gives me hope for the future yeah. that uh, that this generation will actually um, fulfill its purpose,
1: yeah. That's awesome. Well, Lance, thank you so much for spending time here with us today. Uh, Great time together, as always, uh, when you're here in town. Uh, Just so you all know, thank you for tuning in as our listeners. We are going to be having Leonce back uh, on a future episode, probably not talking about botanical gardens, (laughs) but maybe. No, we're going to be talking about resilience in a chaotic world. Lance has written a book, been a part of a team, that wrote a book, uh, The Resilience Factor. Phenomenal resource. Look forward to talking Uh, through that with you and again thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of hope in real life see you soon thanks for tuning in to this episode of the hope in real life podcast if this content was valuable for you don't forget like subscribe share you never know how important it could be to bring a little hope into someone else's life Uh, there's even a place here for you to comment we would love to hear from you and hear your feedback until next time let's keep sharing hope